You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of NCBA's Beltway Beef. I'm Hunter Ehrman, and today I'm joined by NCBA's Environmental Counsel, Mary Thomas Hart, to discuss a new issue facing the cattle industry, greenhouse gas disclosure requirements coming from the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, for context, the Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, is the agency responsible for regulating the financial sector, publicly traded companies, and major investors. Mary Thomas, could you tell us more about this proposed climate rule the SEC put forward and how it might impact cattle producers? Like you said, the the SEC is an agency charged with regulating publicly traded companies and enforcing laws against market manipulation. Um, Often when the SEC makes a rule, it is in response to shareholder desire, right? So in recent years, shareholders have shown an increased interest in gaining more access to supply chain information. They want to use that supply chain information as a way to assess risk related to their investment. So the SEC's latest attempt to kind of get at the supply chain is this rule that would mandate greenhouse gas emissions reporting for publicly traded entities. Now that reporting includes scope one or direct emissions, scope two or energy and electricity generation emissions, or scope three or supply chain emissions, which means that any publicly traded entity that sells beef would be required to submit reports including emissions data from the cattle supply chain. Now NCBA has been active in fighting back against this rule. What have those advocacy efforts look like so far? Our advocacy efforts and engagement have been multifaceted. So NCBA will submit technical comments to the docket. We've also started to talk to the SEC about our needs and and the agricultural industry's specific concerns related to this rule. You know, it's the first time that I think an SEC rule has really had a direct impact or a potential direct impact on agricultural producers. So it's their first time working with the agricultural industry. It's our first time talking to the SEC. Lots of firsts here, but that hasn't kept us from having a productive conversation. We've also engaged our grassroots. So collectively, we've submitted over 6,000 comments to the SEC and members of Congress. So Mary Thomas, why is the SEC choosing to get involved in climate regulations, especially when other agencies like the Environmental Protection Agency have a clear environmental jurisdiction? That's the first question the NCBA asked the SEC as well. You know, we've watched the EPA attempt to develop accurate emissions estimation methodologies for agriculture for about 15 years with very little success. And we would say that EPA has much more technical knowledge than the SEC does when it comes to calculating and accurately measuring emissions. You know, I think that, again, this is the SEC maybe getting a bit beyond their depth as far as, you know, trying to give investors what they want, um, but maybe not understanding the the technical aspects that come along with those reporting requirements. You know, they say they cite a lot of United Nations data, um, but the UN reports and the UN proposed methodologies have not been finalized for the agricultural sector yet. So there is no agreed upon method for how the agricultural industry is supposed to report these emissions. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the technical comments that NCBA is submitting to the SEC. What are NCBA's key arguments to the agency? 
we highlight a, a few different things that we think the SEC really didn't consider in putting together this proposed rule. First, the fact that uh, federal courts across the nation have said that farmers have an inherent right to privacy and that the nation as a whole values farmer data privacy. So we want to make sure that whatever rule is finalized from the SEC takes those uh, federal policies into mind. There are also some existing statutory limitations on reporting greenhouse gas emissions from the livestock industry. There's an appropriations rider that's approved every year that keeps EPA from collecting reports like that. We want to make sure that the SEC is aware of those limitations. We also want want to make sure that the SEC is keeping in mind that, you know, we may not be directly subject to these reporting requirements. As I said earlier, the reporting requirement is going to fall on publicly traded entities, but we know that that's going to come with an increased burden up and down the supply chain as those entities have to get that information from somewhere. And we want to make sure that there isn't any additional legal liability created for participants in the supply chain. Um, finally, we highlighted the lack of scientific data, right? The fact that, like I said earlier, EPA has been trying to calculate these emissions for years with little success, and the SEC certainly doesn't have the technical expertise to simply mandate a reporting requirement. Now, what other groups have weighed in on this proposal? All of the, the major national agricultural groups have participated. Um, our technical comments are going to have over 10 national agricultural groups joining, including the American Farm Bureau, um, other livestock groups, other crop production groups. Um, we're very excited. And then in addition to our national association comments, we're going to submit comments with our state associations. Um, so we're really excited to show uh, strong support for our position to the SEC. So now that the comment period has closed, what happens next? The SEC will be required to consider all of the comments that are submitted. You know, usually, like I said, this is the first time that we've dealt with an SEC rulemaking, so the timeline could be a little different. But usually, when we engage with a rulemaking, either at USDA or EPA, it takes about a year from the time the comment period closes to the time the rule is finalized. So we kind of are in a, a wait and see period, a holding period, if you will, once comments are submitted, will be subject to the SEC's timeline as far as you know when they finalize a rule. Well, Mary Thomas, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.